0: going on in the world and uh, and I felt like it also had something to do with my life you know and um, you know I, I I just used to make sure you know as much as I could there's like a publication called Nakla. I think it still exists but Mm. You know, which is all about what's happening in latin America there was i f stones have you heard of him? Mm. He was this wonderful amazing journalist and american Izzy stone and he had a weekly you know kind of bulletin that came out and he would he he without any um ability to like to you know talk to politicians or he just found found out he would make it his business to know what was going on in the world and I I, I it just was something important to me to always I I have like so this vivid, vivid memory of being in my kitchen one morning and hearing the news about Allende and Chile like it's a vivid memory for me of that that moment in time, I'm sure it is for a lot of people. I know what I was wearing. I know, you know, like it's what it's 1973, I think. Um, it's just so vivid for me, and uh, and I think I think too, like uh, the Holocaust. You know, knowing, like. Um. Just, just be, uh, like you know, how is it possible that people could do such things? You know, like, no. um, and uh, realizing it was only too possible, and uh, uh, now you know, I just uh, like. I don't even think Israel of Israelis as Jews. You know, I think <laughs> they're these like fascist, nationalistic. Um, because because Judaism, like, you know, if 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 you read like the scholars, you know, going way back and in, in time, the Jewish great Jewish scholars, it was like Judaism was, it's diasporic, mm. and you live, you know, the what you're taught like you live with the people you haven't necessarily chosen to live with, but you live beside everyone you know in peace and harmony and and um, you definitely don't have a country (laughs) and we see what's happened I mean that's another um, my support for Palestine is another thing that alienates me from my family Know, we, we see each other it's cordial but it sort of you know emphasizes the differences People are doing now. It, it's and, a, and the you know the consciousness that more and more of us optimists have or, of it and realizations about it is like that we're we're on their land. We're you know we're we have these white privileges. We're but that that wasn't part of it then. You know it was it was there wasn't that kind of. Uh, indigenous organizing and there wasn't that kind of consciousness on our part, really. There was very little. I mean, the one thing that there was a bunch of artists and probably like the Oka mm-hmm. crisis we, we used to go out there regularly and support them. Um, but um no, there wasn't. There wasn't really that kind of awareness, and there wasn't um, as much indigenous, like you know, militant indigenous stuff going on. I remember, I um, you know, being at standoffs. I remember once. This was a. A really lovely experience of, of being. We we slept over once in like in a tent or so on the ground, and just you know lying in you know, on the sleeping bags. <laughs> I could feel the the vibrations of the drums like through my body, you know, through the earth and through my body. One of our friends who who lived, an indigenous guy lived there was shot, and at the time it came. Oh, no, maybe it was later that he got shot in a, in a fight. But anyway, there was a terrible toll on people there, you know. You know, they, they blockaded, so the bridge was blockaded, and people, people, you know, white people from were, you know, cursing them and, you know, calling them disgusting names, and really, really hostile to them. You know, they the Oka wanted they wanted to take their land to make a golf course, and this, this is I got this see this mm-hmm. yeah. So some young woman made it at, at Oka, like they once had a sale of work people's work, okay. and I just loved it. It's called Home Sweet Home, oh,
1: yeah.
0: and. Uh, I said to her, like they had a sale and I bought it, Uh, and I said to her, that's a wonderful work. No, we didn't have the consciousness then that we do now, which is being forced on us by Indigenous people. Yeah. All I know is like, we have to keep fighting, you know, because, you know, there's oil involved, there's money, but There's some struggles, there's some, in some cases they've won and and the resistance is all over Canada now, so, you know, (laughs) am I hopeful about the world, (laughs) am I hopeful (laughs) about, you know, I do, mm-hmm. I do, and uh, a lot of people got arrested. Yeah. You were teaching at the time there. Yeah, you're... but you know, um, it was it was mainly francophones, and there was like a, an aspect of that was that was very nationalistic, and they certainly didn't um, acknowledge. Indigenous who, who came before them, and many still don't. Um, but I, I, I wasn't like I, I'm. I've never believed in nationalism. It's always, you know. I mean, I think uh, there was, a you know, injustice done to people who were imprisoned, and. Um, but I, I couldn't be sympathetic really. To, to their cause mm. I mean a lot of it came out of a sense of grievance and um you know towards the English and uh, I, it was horrifying that Trudeau decar- declared uh, like what was it martial law or uh, apprehended insurrection <laughs> if there ever was it oxymoron mm-hmm. you know so civil rights were taken away
1: mm.
0: but um I, you know, I I don't think... I didn't feel... I mean, that was outrageous, but... Anyway, I didn't... I basically didn't feel that involved because I, I wasn't sympathetic to their... what they wanted. Mm-hmm. There were very few... non francophones who would, you know, want to involve. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it was... <laughs> No nations, no borders. <laughs> yes, I, I was outraged at this, this um, you know, taking away of our rights and, and people, you know, people being imprisoned, like a whole bunch of people. I just took everyone out of jail. But I wasn't, I just wasn't uh, self-informed, but, um, and I, I wasn't happy in my marriage, and I wasn't, I'm I'm sure every mother feels this, like, (laughs) I wish I had not, I wish I had been a better mother, but, um, You know, so and once my when my kids were old enough in, in school, and I started teaching, and and before that I started doing my own work. And, well, my father was a patriarch, and relatives have told me that my mother before she married was very vivacious, and you know, and when once she got married, she. Well, there's a story. I don't know if it's apocryphal, but that on their honeymoon, she ordered him to do something, and he said, I'm the boss. And so my mother, um, hardly ever spoke. She, um, she was not there for, she was absent. She was there, but she was absent. She, um, She had all these aches and pains. My father would say, "Go to bed, little (laughs) mums," and she spent a lot of time in bed, you know, with aches and pains, arthritis. And um, uh, later, later on, you know, when my father got older and when he wasn't working anymore, then their, their their relationship became more equal. But when we were growing up, she was really an absent mother, and when I um, I never really was angry with her. I guess my issues were with my father. <clears throat> and especially, you know, once I, I got into feminism, I, I, you know, I saw the, the pattern, you know, um, and I saw what happens to women, you know, in marriages like that. My sister, on the other hand, could never forgive my mother. My issues were with my father. And, um, and in the, our family, everyone admires my father, thinks he's a great guy, great sense of humor. <laughs> I I loved him too, but I, didn't, I don't, uh, but he was, you know, he, we were uh, loverheads. But well, my mother was, uh, yeah, she just wasn't there. I think that she was, you know, so put down and probably so angry that she just retreated into this kind of semi-invalid, you know,
1: yeah. You chose to be completely different.
0: I don't know whether I chose it or I was born, (laughs) but I had no choice, (laughs) Definitely. How many brothers and sisters? I have two older brothers and a younger sister. It's like we're four of us. No, my sister lives in the States. My brothers live here, yeah. Your relationship with your daughter? It, we're very close, yeah. We have, uh, she's, you know, she's like probably the person I'm closest to. a professional singer of medieval music and she has her own group. She has a group that she leads and they have concerts. You we, we were at one, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was an earlier period, you know, there were like communist, anarchists. you know, Jewish ones. A lot of them are Jewish in, in in the States too and they, they were they were radicals, and and they you know organized unions and and fought the bosses and you know and then uh, I mean the what what killed that was Israel and the Cold War, you know, um, and uh, you know not all but were just instances of <coughs> you know extreme radical left wing Jews becoming. Zionists, of all things, but but those those you know radical Jews in in Europe, mm. you know, were against the Zionists. So there was Zionism was not universally accepted for a long time amongst Jews. Mm. Yeah, and Yiddish too was a victim of that. The Yiddish language, because the um, the Israelis saw it as part of you know the, the weakling Jew the, you know that went to their deaths and so there's you know that that's part of the macho uh, ideal of ideals of Israel you know we're, mm. nobody's going to do that to us and we're going to do it to them mm. that's part of it mm. actually before two thousand um, a lot of activists um, who were anti-Zionist and appalled by what Israel was doing mm-hmm. they only started organizing and, and trying to um, you know be active and oppose it and, um, it's only like you know in, in about two hundred, nobody was doing anything and suddenly people said hey what are we doing so um I I I got I was I was in a, an early group that kind of didn't really make it. A group of it was J- uh, Jewish. I forget what it was called. But then I I, I became part of taman uh, which started I think in two thousand and five, um, and well that was I think it was Padu. It was like Padua, yeah. Bruce and yes. his friend who died. Uh, yeah, I you know, remember his name. yeah, Leila's father, Faraj. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah they started it. I mean, I remember they tried the Zionists tried to first of all they they parked a a big truck in front of us, but it was a bus stop, so it, you know but uh eventually they moved uh, they moved the consulate to westmount mm-hmm. but but we kept it up for a long time. it was several years, I yeah. think yeah yeah, mm-hmm. people going regularly. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yes, yes. So and people, you know, making connections mm-hmm. like co- colonialism and capitalism and mm-hmm. racism, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it was to, to those years I went to Israel. I went to Israel to Palestine, not Israel. You mm-hmm. <laughs> have to go through Israel. Mm-hmm. I went to Palestine for three three different times. So I was working with a. International solidarity movement,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, and I was with Tadam. Just to like the international solidarity movement is like you know internationals coming just to help. It could be like taking part in demos, um, 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 documenting, mm-hmm. picking olives, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah and just you know being just just being you know in there in the in the presence of people mm. I think um I'm sure I was there I mm. you know I have so little memory of the past mm. I mean the closer pa- I have more memory of you know from my my younger days but like even something that happened 2 years ago someone mm. reminded me about it and I mm-hmm. I probably was there I mean I took part in all those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then classics there was classics bookstore too that we used to have a boycott every every week mm-hmm. classics you know because they were supporting uh, the Israeli soldiers the owners in Saint-Aurie Saint-Aurie <laughs> <laughs> which I like a lot it's like a little village and it's you know, it, it's being gentrified like crazy. Yeah. Like almost overnight, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it here, you know, and I have community and mm-hmm. I have Popeer. that, you know, works against uh, gentrification and for housing. And I mean, like uh, the young people, uh, you know, they're active, you know. For on about everything—it's <laughs> mm-hmm. not a, not just uh, what's happening here, but you know, sort of global stuff and just indigenous and mm-hmm. you know. Montreal changed a lot now compared to the
1: period you were growing up, and, and now it's—and there weren't
0: people from all over the world here too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was basically white. There was. A small black community, but otherwise, it, no. It's it's not the same city. It's like this incredible change, mm-hmm. and and um, you know also, especially like francophones were getting educated with the Sejab system. You know, they didn't really have a good educational system for them, mm-hmm. and and then and also it's. You know, people grow up now here speaking both languages. It's not a problem. You know, it's not an issue.
1: Mm.
0: Um, And uh, and you know, we talked about that the the period of uh, Quebec nationalism. Like young Francophones aren't into that at all. They see things globally. Mm -hmm. Um, They understand the world that way. You know. Mm -hmm and uh I mean, definitely not in the cities, mm-hmm. you know, but it's you know in smaller places where you have you have a lot of fascists
1: mm-hmm.
0: like well, more than we <laughs> we we were there and right? mm-hmm. that call they was they kept coming yeah. Yeah. It was amazing, yeah. yeah, i mean i think about fascism is know, all over Canada, all all over the world, Absolutely. It's, a, it's looming there, I and mean, that's what, uh, that's what uh, one of the things Benjamin said, he said, you know, like it's like he, he always poo-pooed the idea of progress, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, for a long time now, we we, we can't really Talk about progress, mm-hmm. but you know, in the late 19th century, early 20th, you know, there was this machines, and life getting better and better, and mm-hmm. making progress. And even Marx, that like Marx thought the revolution was inevitable, and mm-hmm. go through all these stages, but he's the he's he said he said uh, you know fascism is always. It's always there. It's always lurking there, mm. and uh, um, you know, if you think that they're going away, you no, know, they're not. Like it's a constant battle. Mm-hmm. I think a lot more immigrants coming. The 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 new educations, the sejabs. Um, that's a lot of immigrants, you know, coming from all over. Um, you know, the breaking down of barriers between, you know, French and English and, you know, just having a much bigger mix of people from all over the world um, and, and just in general I think people, you know, more um, more conscious of like look at the student strike that was pretty amazing Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just the students; it was everybody was out. Yeah, that's one of the things like Benjamin said. We have to remember those things because, we'll learn from them. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's just um completely, completely different, and it's like, you know, uh, uh, it's also poorer. You know, like after the war, there was, you know, the boom and the fifties. Like, you know, everybody Mm
1: -hmm.
0: was middle class, so they said. But (laughs) certainly, uh, a lot more people were, you know, didn't have money worries. And like now, there's no, there's there those changes too. Like, there's no really no middle class anymore. Or you know, it might be called middle class, but they're still struggling. And there's just there's more consciousness of all those things, mm. more uh, understanding that people are uh, deserve justice. And, um, yeah, the yeah, yeah, it's in Montreal it's, It's not the place I grew up. (laughs) All of these immigrants, people coming, or refugees, coming from other parts of the world, from everywhere. You see it as a. Many people see it as a negative thing. Oh, well, of
1: course.
0: (laughs) But for you, it's positive. Of course, it's positive. And also, it's like we, we Western countries, are destroying their countries and have for, for so many years. And that's why they have to leave because we make their, those wars there and then we uh <laughs> you know deny them and or denigrate them or, you know persecute them yeah but the you know i think but but people came like before this time like people came i think of uh, Tatiana's katyana's parent like it would have come you know be accepted as Canadians without, without problems. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in an earlier time, and people okay, people okay. came could come, and now, you know, especially if you're from an Arab country, or and they were more pro, they were more prosperous prosperous times. Like, mm-hmm. You know, too, they were. Um, you know, when all these changes were, more people coming. Uh, so it wasn't like. Oh, they're coming to take our jobs, but they hire uh, migrant laborers to do those really shitty jobs. Too. like sometimes I don't want to get up in the morning. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> this is such an insane world, but I think the only thing we can do is, yeah, find ways to do more and more, and just keep on. You know, as if and just keep up. Well, you know, at least we're trying sure. something. I don't know. You know.
1: Absolutely.
0: What? What? I don't know. You know there's a mighty mighty machines against us money, big money and, oh. and they, don't, they don't they don't care if we're all wiped out no. they've got they've got you know underground uh, little cities homes <laughs> already built Bill Gates and people well or people you know wealthy people mm. they're really wealthy there well, I think it's important to to know um, know that there were struggles, uh, like, all along. And uh, to know about them, to remember them. And they can also, like, um, you know, be a, an inspiration. I think, like, this, this quote I use is from John Berger. You know John Berger? He was, like, an English uh-huh. Marxist art critic and, you know... So he he said like mass demonstrations are rehearsals for a revolution. Mm-hmm. A revolution may never come, mm-hmm. but the let's you know we know it's been done. And um, I think we just have to do what we can. It's well if uh, if you know a real revolution would mean a beautiful world for. Or everybody is equal, everybody, nobody starves, there's no war, there's, um you know, I'm saying, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's possible (laughs) Or, um, you know, we're kind of, with global warming, we're really running out of time Mm. Um I sometimes think, well, you know, human beings are flawed. They don't, they've destroyed this earth. We we don't deserve it, you know, like, good riddance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also beautiful things about human beings,
1: right?
0: Mm-hmm. Just that we just go on trying to, you know, I don't, I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm basically pessimistic, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I, you know, I'll do whatever I can or that, you, you know, you know, Gramsci, he has this famous quote, it's, um, I said, uh, pessimism of the intellect, but optimism of the spirit. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I I told you about this wanting to do some way of um, documenting these um, um, you know different campaigns we're in, like Kader and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm sort of still like not sure of how to do it. I thought of making a zine, a zine but I'd like to find a way that it be more maybe a book I don't know if I'm capable of that um and then I thought like or maybe one zine you know for each like a zine totally on catter but then zines don't you know they don't don't get seen that much so I don't know (laughs) I'm sort of trying to figure out how to do it and uh I think I just I don't I'm not sure I'm capable of it. Like I think it ne- needs to be done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. So no, that doesn't get lost. Like all our, all the things we did in Tadaman, which we we did we did so much stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like amazing stuff, and we don't have any record of. Well, it's-, it's it was it, it was Tadaman means solidarity, and it was. For a long time, just um, this worked on Palestine issues and um, you know leading marches, having all kinds of educational things <laughs> um, but in in the past few years it's, mo- it's also came to like it's probably mostly about Palestine but it's also came to Syria and mm. you know what's happening in general in the Middle East now mm-hmm. yeah we, I mean like any organization goes there's you know ups and downs and, mm. but when we were really we did like I remember once we in the, in La Fontaine Park we set up a tent with the information about the Nakba and, and, and I, I enlarged I I got photographs online and I made images of them and we put a <coughs> cord between trees and we hung the, these images mm. between the trees and. Well, I I can't separate <laughs> what you know what happens here from what's happening in the world. I mean, take take um, the issue of mining, which is mostly Canadian owned, and that's all over the world. They're destroying people and having people killed and. Um so, you know, there are there are ways I have to be accountable here too. Mm. But then there's like, you know, there's so many things happening. People here that are happening, people all over the world, you know. Increasing poverty and homelessness and and it's one one world now, it's one system, you know, it's not not even governments like what what can Trudeau do you know it's just <laughs> it's those what 100 people who have more money than everybody else in the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I I don't think you know I mean whichever one is chosen they all you know have some connection to all the others so mm-hmm. it's you know I, I particularly um like I like to be involved here in Saint Henry and I'll I um you know, I'm particularly um I'm anti Zionist and that's a big issue and I guess maybe partly because I'm Jewish, but also it's just so <laughs> awful, like incredible. I can't think of anything uh, Oh, I, I have a good Zionist one. I probably told you this before. One of the demos we had a counter demo. To, there was a Israel Day demo, and um, like we were sort of, you know, like faced with you it. know, face to it. <laughs> and with us were the Kartai. those are the religious Jews that are anti-Israel, you know. From, mm. And one of the Zionists said to one of the this religious Jew, he said, Hitler didn't kill enough of you. Yeah. Oh, oh, I never forget that. Oh, well, wow. <coughs> The hatred, <laughs> it's not a good memory. <laughs> the things you never forget, you have to really have yes. be full of hatred to a fellow Jew. So another time, another Natura Kartai story. Like it's it's funny, <laughs> but it it was at the embassy in Westmount, you know. So we were uh, maybe it was in twenty fourteen when they were devastating Gaza. So one of the speakers was Sky Natura Kartai, and um, he was making a speech on the steps. And this woman, obviously Jewish and, you know, West Maundy, um, she just stopped on the street and she looked just incredulous that this guy, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> was saying he was an anti-Zionist. And she, just, she just stopped on the street, she couldn't believe it. And then when he finished talking, she went up to him and she said, excuse me, what's your religion? <laughs> interesting to think of all those things yeah. no I th- I mean you know I, uh, um, when I think of my life I I've, I've been very privileged I've been you know able to be an artist and and also to you know I'm 83 now so it's relatively and I'm i am you know, I'm in really pretty good health, so so I have a lot to be thankful for, and a grandson or daughter any day. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, so, I, you know, I've always been able to live my life in comfort, and so, a lot to be thankful for. <laughs> Once I really started with the uh, you know, the, the feminist ones, Eve, were, you know, they were mildly, <laughs> politically, you could say, but but once I really got, <clears throat> you know, working on, on the Guatemala, like I just decided I would use my art for political purposes, you know, and not say, a, not say I'm an artist, I'm a, an activist, but I'm an artist-activist, and That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Use my heart that way. We do what we can. Thank you, for that. Thank you. <laughs> and I have something to give you. Okay. <laughs> Don't go away. <laughs>